Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. Welcome to my home. And as I always reassure you, this really is my home. This is not a set. Actually, if you look around, you can tell it's not a set. Sets are much neater. That's a real fire. It's a real fireplace, and I'm really me. And the beauty about these fireside chats every week is that they are completely unscripted. It is completely natural. It's just uh, you and I, and it's a uh, it's a wonderful experience. And apparently, a lot of people feel that way, which is very gratifying to me. It's a chance for those of you who know any of my work to know me better just as a human and for those of you who don't know my work just to enjoy the ideas that I speak about so welcome for those of you who are tuning in for the first time in let's say a month where's my cigar you're thinking <laughs> it's very painful uh, Facebook announced to us that they would not allow us to in any way publicize these videos if I smoked a cigar because you all know how dangerous cigars are. They are real killers. <laughs> we really live in a, in a very uh, intellectually convoluted age. People think the cigars are some such great danger that we, we shouldn't even show it. For those of you who don't know, by the way, there's no comparison at all between a cigar and a cigarette. Cigarettes, number one, and most important, are inhaled because people want the nicotine from the cigarette and with it they get a lot of carcinogens cigars are not inhaled they're just puffed into the mouth for the taste of the tobacco that's it anyway that's the reason there's no cigar so I always open up with a theme and then I take your questions so here goes I want the theme is for me to read to you uh, from a recent uh, news item in the Rocky Mountain Collegian. So I assume that that is the newspaper of Colorado State University where I'm speaking uh, shortly. In a couple of weeks, I'll be speaking at Colorado State. So listen to this from their newspaper. Several, okay, so uh, the headline, CSU, Colorado State University, students question ASCSU. I guess AS is, uh, what would AS be? Associated students. Associated students? Or something like that. Of course. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Senate about use of student fees to bring Dennis Prager to campus. I begin. Several current and former Colorado State University students went to the floor of the student government's Senate Wednesday night to express their displeasure at the use of student fees to bring Dennis Prager to campus October 29th. Okay, so I skip now. Loose Stone, Loose is L-U-C-E, not a name I'm familiar with. I don't know if it's a male or female, but I assume, uh, given where the person works, as you will see, that it's a female. A junior anthropology major and employee at the Women and Gender Advocacy Center. By the way, I understand women advocacy, though I don't think it's necessarily healthy. I don't think there should be advocacy based on sex. I think there should be advocacy based on values, on goodness, on decency. So anyway, but I don't understand what gender advocacy is, but we'll leave it. Was the first to speak about Prager's upcoming visit. Stone, concerned with various of Prager's view, view wait, 
concern with various views of Prager on the LGBTQ community, Islam, and women's issues, question whether bringing someone who has those views should be brought to campus. Whether bringing someone who has those views should be brought to campus. Isn't there something odd about that English? No, 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 I'm not being cute. There's, am I right? That's why it tripped me up. Okay. Quote, free speech and debate are key parts of college campuses. Whenever the left says that, you can bet your life. The next word is but. Look at that. But. What a shock. Free speech and we are, we always welcome free speech and debate, but not when we differ. <laughs> it's a great position. There's free speech and debate among all left-wing issues. All left-wing opinions are acceptable. But do we want to host a speaker that actively wishes harm towards people of marginalized identities? You know, it always amazes me how well these people know me. I wake up and almost every day I say to my wife, in the morning, morning, honey, you know, it's another day to bring harm to people of marginalized identities. <laughs> it's, and it's a thrill. It's just it's another great day. Yes. That's me, which is harm toward people of marginalized identities. Isn't that amazing? They really believe that? I wish to harm people of marginalized identities. First of all, it's not a term I ever used until I read this. Who's in, I guess, marginal, by the way, marginalized identity to the left is anyone who is not a white, male, Christian, heterosexual. Is that correct? Yeah. But I don't qualify in the Christian part because I'm Jewish. So I have a somewhat marginalized identity. On the other hand, I am a masochist. I do wish to bring harm on my marginalized identity self. Is engaging in debate worth risking the safety and well-being of our queer, Muslim, and female students? That is, do you understand what's going on on our campuses? Let me understand that. Is engaging debate worth risk the safety and well-being of queer, Muslim, and female students is risked by engaging in debate? Is there one example on one campus of that happening? Let me see again. Queer Muslim and female students are are their safety and well-being is risked by debate. This is this person believes this this do you know why I always say about the left? Not, not, and again, I always make this point, not liberals. Liberals are naive, but but left are harmful. So I always wonder about the left. Do they believe the lies that they speak with such ease? Now, and I'm, and I'm two opinions of this. If they do believe it or they don't believe it, which is more dangerous? Who is more dangerous? The person who believes the lies they tell or the person who knows they're lying? I think the person who believes the lies they, lies they tell is more dangerous because there's no hope for these people. Those who know they're lying, there's hope that they'll do penitence. That, you know, you know, listen, you know you're not telling the truth. Truth is a value. But if you think truth is a value and you're lying, then it's a problem because you don't even know you're lying. 
So, because this is just, just a lie. <laughs> the safety and, and well-being of queer Muslim and female students is, is endangered by bringing a conservative speaker? Is the safety of conservative students endangered by bringing a liberal speaker? This is scary stuff. This, this is new in American history, the utter and total stifling of speech on the basis of lies. These are, you have to understand, the lies get worse. The, the article gets worse. This is just the beginning. But that is an amazing thing to think. The safety and well-being of queer Muslim and female students is, is endangered by bringing me. Can you find... I have written millions of words. I have written nine books. I have hundreds of videos out there. I have, I have a thousand columns out there. Find me once, one word, one sentence that has ever endangered a queer Muslim or female person. It's vile. It's just vile. And they get away with it, which is really... This is why I'm, I'm doing this as the opening of this broadcast. I, I want to call them on it. Nobody fights back at these people because they're bullies. They lie and they bully their way into these newspapers. Next, this is worse. Worse! That's an achievement. Alex Scott, who, by the way, I publicly invited onto my radio show to tell the world why he wrote or said such things about me as you will hear. Alex Scott Jr., Natural Resources Management. Uh, what does that mean? Do you know what it means? I'm looking at a bunch of millennials, the, the Generation Z, X, R, and L. You don't know what it is? I don't know what it is. Okay. Anyway, I'm not saying anything. I'm just curious. It was just, that was not a put down. It was a curiosity question. You know, when I went to college, you majored in history, biology, physics, chemistry. There was no natural resources management. That's why. Okay. Also spoke about his disappointment in bringing Prager to campus. That's me. <laughs> this is very painful. Having ASCSU splash their logo across Dennis Prager's advertisements for his speech and his advertisements for his ideas is beyond the pale. Beyond the pale. It's, in other words, it's, it's unacceptable to people of goodwill. Scott said, To ask these women who have survived sexual assault, who now have this trauma as part of this lived experience, to walk to class knowing that their money is being spent to bring a man who believes that women in marriages should never deny their husband sex, that we should ignore sexual assault victims, that we should ban homosexuality because it makes culture great, is beyond the pale. All three things he attributed to me, he made up. I publicly accuse him of being a liar. I just want to make that clear. The man is a liar. Everything he said doesn't exist. And that's why there are no quotes. Not one. When I, I'm a pro at this. Whenever things are attributed to me without quotation marks and sources, they make them up. The left makes this stuff up 
all the time. He gets away with it because he could lie on campus constantly because campuses foster untruth. It's how you feel. The question of evidence is not relevant. It was like in the Kavanaugh hearing. The question isn't, do you believe women? The question is, do you believe evidence? But that is considered on college campuses a sexist comment, a hateful comment, that I believe truth more than I believe men or women. I don't believe men. It's a nonsense. If somebody said, believe men, I would, that's ridiculous. I don't believe men. I don't believe women. I believe truth. That is an anti-left-wing statement that you believe truth. Truth is a non-value on the left. Liberals value it, conservatives value it, leftists have contempt for it. Since Karl Marx, through Lenin to this day, the left has contempt for truth. It's very important you understand that. Feelings are much more important than truth. Much more. It's how you feel about it, not whether it is true. So this guy lies about me because it doesn't matter if he lies about me. The point is to attack me. By the way, I don't take it personally. It means nothing to me, nothing on a personal level. I, I swear before God, it means nothing to me. But it is a bad thing for society that people like this Alex Scott can lie and get away with it. And I don't like that. I don't like it. Liars must be called for what they are. I've invited him on my show. I won't yell at him. I'm yelling now, but I won't yell on the show. I will be very sweet. In fact, listen to this story. A few years ago, I spoke at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and a student wrote stuff about me not so different from this. We're bringing, why are we bringing Dennis Prager to the University of California, Santa Barbara campus? He's a bigot and a, and a, and a xenophobe, an Islamophobe, and whatever other phobes I was. So I invited the guy on my show um, to speak to millions of people on my national radio show. And he was shocked. He was shocked. That was shock number one for him. He came on the show. I treated him, as I do all my guests, perfectly respectfully. He came to my speech. Guess what his next column was? And you could see it on the internet. I apologize to Mr. Prager. Everything he wrote about me once he heard me on the radio and heard me give my speech turned out to be untrue. wonder if Alex Scott will have the courage to show up at the speech. wonder if I have the courage to come on my radio show. Anyway, let's go through the lies. This is really important stuff because this is what is done in all throughout, throughout the left-wing media, from the Rocky Mountain Collegian uh, to CNN. It is ubiquitous. It is universal. So let's begin, okay? So, first of all, it will traumatize women knowing that a man who believes that women in marriages should never deny their husband sex. If you find, I know what he's referring to, so if you find, it's a two-part column I wrote about 10 years ago. It's on the internet. Whatever is on the internet stays on the internet. And it's a two-part column. And if you see that I said a woman should never deny her husband sex... Uh, I'm going to make a public offer. I will give $1,000 to Alex Scott's favorite medical charity. I, and if I didn't say it, I would like him to give $5 to my favorite medical charity. Okay, $1,000 to $5. The idea that I would, that anyone with intelligence, a woman should never deny her husband sex. <laughs> what I wrote was, if you love your husband... He's a good man. 
don't always let mood determine, mood alone determine whether you have sex with him. That's what I wrote. I wrote a two-part column on the importance of sex to most marriages and that it means a great deal to your husband and your, your, your urges are not identical. Men and women are quite different, especially moving past their very early years in their 20s, let's say. And uh, a lot of times you won't be in the mood and he will be in the mood. Don't let your mood alone determine whether you have sex with him or not. I stand by that completely. I think uh, uh, I have done a male-female hour on the radio for 10 years. That's 500 shows with women calling in. I have talked about this subject many times. And uh, you have no idea. You truly cannot know how many couples, how many women have thanked me for this advice and how it has helped their marriage. Because I don't think mood should determine anything, frankly. The only thing I think mood should determine is what you have for dinner. Uh, you're in the mood for Chinese. You're in the mood for Italian. Okay, that's no, not an issue. But in the rest of life, don't let mood determine your behavior. Okay? Uh, I'm not in the mood to go to work. There are days I wake up, I'm not in the mood to go to work. I go to work anyway. Because I have an obligation. And by the way, sex is part of the obligations of husbands to wives. That's right. I know that in the narcissism unleashed by the left in the 70s, the idea of being obligated to your husband or obligated to your wife is foreign. It is completely foreign to the left-wing mindset. I am obligated to my husband? What, are you sick? What, are you a patriarch? Well, religious Jews and religious Christians have taught throughout their history that both sexes have marital obligations to the other. That is correct. The idea of obligations is foreign to the left-wing mindset, which is only built on rights. It is one of the biggest differences between the left and the Judeo-Christian tradition. The Judeo-Christian tradition is built on moral obligations. Obligations. The left is built on rights. What do you owe me? Ooh, not what do I owe you. I owe you nothing. So yes... This is part of, of marital life. Sex is part of marital life. That's right. It's, you'll have, generally, you'll have a better marriage. There was, a, uh, there was a divorce lawyer who was very famous for big profile divorce cases, been doing it for decades. And uh, he said something to the effect, this is not precise, but he said, you know, it was amazing because I almost never had a couple divorce who had a good sex life. Now, I am not an idiot. I know sex life is not enough to make a good marriage. But the absence of it can really hurt a marriage. It's just the way life is. Sorry, this is life. It's time to grow up. Left, the left wants people to stay children. That's why they put you in safe rooms with stuffed animals and hot chocolate if someone comes to campus whom you don't agree with. They want you to stay a child. The harm the left has done to you, young people, is incalculable. It is a form of child abuse. So anyway, that's all I wrote, was don't let mood be the only determinant. Obviously, if you don't want it, you don't want it. I never said you can't deny or should. The whole point is, I'm asking you to make this decision. You, the woman. Next. We should ignore sexual assault victims. If I wrote that, another $1,000 to this uh, man, Alex Scott's favorite charity. We, he, he, they make these things up 
All I said, I know what this is based on. I wrote a column that we should not have had a hearing one week before Brett Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh's, now Justice Kavanaugh's uh, vote. We should not have had a hearing on what he did in high school. That's what I said. The idea, I would think we should ignore sexual assault victims. Anyone who says you should ignore sexual assault victims is evil. I'm not evil. I'm a good guy. You are not quite evil. I don't know you well enough. But Alex Scott, if you continue to lie through your life, you will come close to that term. Next, we should ban homosexuality. That's, I don't know which of the three is a bigger lie, Alex. You've seen me write that we should ban homosexuality? You're a liar. First of all, how do you ban it? How, how, how would it be banned exactly? I guess, I guess, well, I guess we would have laws that if you engage in it, okay, that's fair. I, now I understand at least. Okay, so here's something you should just know. Uh, that all of you watching, my wife and I are godparents to a gay couple's two kids. Does that sound like a guy who would like to ban homosexuality? I have written that the Judeo-Christian impulse was to teach that heterosexual marital life is the ideal. I stand by that to this day. I do. I believe that the greatest book ever written was the Bible. I think it has more wisdom than I do, and even more than the New York Times editorial page, which I know is a real shakaroo, but I do believe that, and I do believe that the ideal place for sexual life is, the ideal is the male-female marital bond. Okay? That's my belief. That is not quite banning then you might as well say I'm for banning singlehood. I think that marriage is the ideal. Am I for banning singles? The reason that they never, not they, well, the reason people like Scott never quote me accurately, this was done, this was done just in the Huffington Post. They said Prager, just two weeks ago, a guy based on the article from 10 years ago, they're still angry at me for that article. And a guy in the Huffington Post two weeks ago said Prager is for uh, defends marital rape. You know, the Daily Kos, which is even to the left of the Huffington, Huffington Post, some guy wrote Prager defends marital rape in, uh, because of that article. And even in the Daily Kos, a guy wrote, I can't stand anything Prager stands for. He's a conservative. I'm, uh, I can't stand conservatives. But th- that's ridiculous. The article did not defend marital rape. Why do they do this? Because the left has no intellectual or moral basis for its positions, so it must lie about the right. Right? If you support the president, you're a white supremacist, you're a Nazi, you're into whiteness. It's all lies. But that's the reason they do it. Because they don't have a moral slash intellectual basis for their positions. So they must lie about us. That's why I spent the time with this example. Anyway, 
it'll be very interesting. You know, a lot of people watch these uh, cat podcasts or video casts, these fireside chats. Maybe word will get back to this guy. Maybe like the guy at UC Santa Barbara. How, what time? How much have we done? Because maybe I won't take questions today. So yeah, okay, maybe maybe I won't then. Uh, maybe he will be turn out to be decent. And like the guy at the University of California, Santa Barbara, like the student there who attacked me before he actually read a word, I actually wrote or heard me speak a word, and then came to the speech and then said, I apologize. Maybe Alex Scott will. And maybe this uh, loose stone will, too. But this is what is happening on campuses. My God, if I, if I am beyond the pale... I've devoted my life to teaching people, hopefully, how to be better, kinder, finer, more honest, have more integrity, be more loving. If I am beyond the pale, then we have reached the point of totalitarianism, truly, of, of, of a frightening suppressing of all alternative views from no matter how decent the source from which it comes. That's a very scary prospect. I often think that I feel for this generation, and I do, for many reasons. And this is one of them. To be taught this way at your college, you know how paralyzing it is to never hear of an idea you don't agree with? We're for free speech, but not for Prager. So then for whom? What conservative, if I'm not kosher, who is? $600,000 spent at Berkeley to prevent Ben Shapiro from speaking? Calling a yarmulke-wearing Orthodox Jew a Nazi? Are they serious? Yes, they are serious. The question is, as I said when I began this, do they believe their lies? That is the biggest question to ask of the left. I'm sorry it was so intense. It's usually a little lighter, but it's really important stuff. If you care about goodness, you can be a liberal. If you care about goodness, you can be a conservative. But if you care about goodness, you must oppose the left. That's the lesson of the last hundred years. Okay, thanks for watching. I'm Dennis Prager. See you next week.